Hey guys, welcome back to the What Would Chino podcast. This is your host, Lily Heenan. And today's episode is going to be about the ego, understanding what it is, um, and exercises that you can do in order to like do ego work. And I will get into that a little bit further down the episode. Um, just to set the scene, I'm currently in my closet. I'm surrounded by stinky shoes and I'm just testing, trialing and airing where is the best place in the house for the best quality in terms of like background noise and stuff. So let me know um, if this is better than the others or yeah, I'm not sure. Just just a bit of trial, trial and error. And what do we think of the intro music? Finally got around to that. <laughs> um, it's literally one of the first things that I've found on the internet for free. So it's not the best, but it will do. Um, yeah, I've been a bit slack lately, not going to lie. Um, just been really busy with uni, um, moving, all of that stuff working and not going to lie, I'll be honest, um, had a lot of setbacks with like um, the whole self-development thing and like meditation and breath work, haven't been doing that, I've been journaling, haven't had a cold shower in who knows how long, um, my exercise routine is all over the place, um, eating habits all over the place, so this is just your reminder that it is okay to have setbacks and don't wait till um I often always used to be like you know I'm going to wait till next year's resolution to start again like new year's resolution but um we're ditching the all or mind all or nothing mindset and I'm back on track so I've done my breathwork and meditation I am going for a walk after this it is happening and I've been eating very well today. And I woke up and um, read before I touched my phone, which, yeah, great. So this is just your little reminder. Anyway, so gratitude. Let's get into the gratitude. Um, pause this. What are three things that have gone well for you today or you're grateful for? Mine are, it's my mum's birthday, so grateful for her and that she has had another birthday. I feel like we take that for granted a lot. Um, I three and a second thing that went well for me today is that I got to and from work safe in my car. And third thing that went well, I touched a book before I touched my phone this morning, which was really good, really nice. All right, today's quote. I love this one. I remember when I started going down the whole like spirituality and shift that whole path. This was the stuff that I was starting to read and like it made me question everything and the ego ties into this quote and like our limiting beliefs and what we're conditioned to believe and all that stuff. So really try and listen to this quote because it's going to set you up for the rest of the episode. So today's quote is, we see the world not as it is, but as we are, or as we have been conditioned to see it. And neuroscience backs this up. 
Even in the first two months of our lives, every single sensory and emotional experience threaded into our brain, the first stitches in the neurobiological tapestry that is and will be used, the framework through which you view yourself in this world. So if we want to change the world, we must change ourselves. And we do this by becoming aware of our patterns, deconstructing our preconditioned biases and automatic responses, and consciously implementing new code to overwrite the code that was written while we weren't looking. Because our entire reality runs on a set of code, and it's up to us to decide what kind of code you want to live by, society's or your own. Yep, love that. If that doesn't start make you want to question things, I don't know what will. <laughs> um, okay, so the ego. I put up like a little box on my Instagram, and I think it was like, it's gone now. Um, it was like... of people didn't know what it was and the rest clicked that they did know what it was. But I'm like, in what terms do they know it? Like, what is their version of the ego? So I'm going to talk to you about it today. So most of the population don't know what the ego is or how it really functions. We live unconsciously 95% of the time and that's how and where the ego appears. The ego drives our behavior unconsciously. So the ego can be best described as the quote-unquote I. So it's who we see ourselves as. It is the part of our mind that identifies with beliefs, habits, and traits. And anything that follows the word I is an extension of the ego. So example, I'm not good enough, I'm smart, I'm sick, I'm bad, I'm a teacher, I'm a psychologist, I'm a nurse, I'm a vegan. The ego in our sense of self, our self-worth, our identity. So it is our sense of self-worth, our self-identity and sense of self. The ego attached to beliefs, ideas, thoughts and opinions runs to protect us. It is a protecting thing. So it's a good and a bad thing, but yeah. The ego was developed in our childhood and through beliefs and ideas and thoughts that were projected to us when we were little kids. Um, The ego attaches itself to beliefs and ideas and opinions, and it constantly runs to protect our identity 24-7, even though we might not be aware of it. So none of us, I said this in my Instagram post yesterday when I brought up the whole ego subject, none of us are born racist or homophobic. We learn that from our parents or our peers and the community or society at large when we are children. This is when those beliefs come in and this is how the ego, you know, and the whole who you identify with. This We all learn this stuff. We aren't born this way. So an example of when my ego was challenged recently is I have always eaten meat, like have always eaten meat. And I started like looking at videos, like, um, I feel like more and more people 
around me kind of like are either vegan or vegetarian and for good reasons. Like I think that I support them and I think that, you know, they, they've got to do what's best for them. And I was like, you know what? Like I was seeing TikToks of like how healthy it is and like how bad meat is for you and all this shit. And, you know, like meat causes cancer and, you know, all of this stuff, like how meat is bad for you and how it's hurting the environment and stuff. And I'm like, well, I want to be healthy and I want to help the environment. But the only thing stopping me back at the time was like my beliefs, I guess, that meat is good for you. So then I eventually like stuffed that belief and I tried to go vegetarian. I think I did it for like three weeks um, and I was going to continue with it. I was like, yep, that's me done. I am vegetarian. I'm sticking to this now. I'm doing it for my health and for my, um, uh, for the environment. Little did I know at the time I was going out, like I was eating healthy, but I was also going out and buying fake meat, which is filled with shit and um, toxins and just chemicals that there's so many like bad things to it, but like a major factor of fake meat is that it fucks with our hormones. And I'm like, I literally have a hormonal imbalance. What are you doing, Lily? So I stopped that and I still continued like just trying to eat like veggies and stuff, like no meat. And then my boyfriend (laughs) sent me this um, podcast and it was these two nutritionists that came on and just spoke about, you know, putting aside the fact that there are meat industries out. I'm not very educated, so me trying to explain this isn't the best thing. There, There's meat industries out there, obviously, that, you know, that is harmful for the environment and um, when these animals aren't being grass-fed, that's when they are so and so harmful for our health. And I didn't really understand that because I wasn't educated on it. And so this is me when I was like, you know, I identified it as a vegetarian at that time. And my boyfriend's come out and he's like, listen to this um, like podcast. They talk about why we should be eating meat, you know, but they also talk about, you know, okay, we can acknowledge that some meat is bad, but this is a meat that you should be having in order to avoid um, shit meat and um, what's a safer way to go in terms of the environment. And then they go on to say, you know, like um, all of these fake, they talk about like the fake meats and how fake meats is hurting the environment. I don't know. You just like, if you want to listen to it, I can post it, but it was really interesting and saying that, you know, like we need meat in order to like whatever and something that I did notice actually when I cut out meat and I was eating fake meat is I was like I felt tired all of the time like really tired I don't know if that was just me I don't know anyway when he recommended this um podcast I automatically was like not not listening to that meat is bad meat meat is shit I'm not listening to that because you know um, I'm all for environment action, blah, blah, blah. So that was like, that. that's a neat, this is a really long story, but that was me projecting my ego because it was protecting my beliefs that vegetarian was the best option for me. Like him recommending this podcast was going against my beliefs at the time. Anyway, I am not a vegetarian now. I'm eating meat, but I am sticking to the grass. What is it? Grass fed meat um 
so yeah, if you want me to, if anyone wants to listen to that podcast, because it has some really good information in there. And um, yeah, this isn't me attacking vegos or vegans or whatever, because yeah, we got to do what's best for us. But that was just like an example of my ego projection, if that makes sense. Um, who knows? Could go vegetarian again one day um, or vegan. I've always wanted to go vegan, but again, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, so maybe I've said something on the podcast or my Instagram page that has made you automatically react negative to what I've said because it goes against your beliefs. This is an ego response again, like I said before. I had actually someone at, I would say, negatively react to one of my stories. Um, I posted the other day because I was challenging how modern medicine has a lot of things that it needs to improve on. And their reaction was obviously an ego reaction because it went against their opinion and their beliefs because that person identifies as a nurse or a doctor. I know they're in the medical field, but um, I'm not sure. Because um, I was saying, you know, that... I was just like challenging. Hang on, I'll read the quote out. It wasn't even a quote. Um, bear with me. Oh, it was this: "Why modern medicine is absurd." Absurd. Is that how you say it? Anyway, there's a photo with a a vet and a dog, and it says, "What a vet would do." Stomach pain is typically caused by malnutrition. What are you feeding him? So the vet is going to the root cause. What are you feeding him? This is why he's got an upset tummy. Let's get to the bottom of it. But then it's saying a physician, and it's a largely overweight man in the photo, says, your diet, question mark, let's disregard that. Instead, take antibiotics and all of this other medicine that is ultimately going to address your symptoms but not get to the root cause. And I posted it and I said, lol. And I eventually deleted it because I was like, I definitely didn't need to add the lol part in it um, because that definitely probably came off as aggressive and I don't want the page to be aggressive. Um, So yeah, I deleted it. But I love modern medicine. It saves lives, but there are a lot of things that are starting to be addressed um, and I'm loving that. I'm loving that there's more like, let's get to the root cause um, information and I feel like we're going to see so many changes soon. Makes me very excited. Um, But it obviously has faults, but everything has faults, so that's okay. But yeah, that was that's an example of I put that post up, someone's reacted to it and gone, well, this post goes against my beliefs as a doctor, therefore I'm going to react negatively to, in order to protect myself because it's challenging my beliefs as a doctor. Does that make sense? Um, so the ego works to keep us living within familiar narratives because when questioned, those familiar narratives can be unpredictable and painful and its job is to protect us. Maybe the thought of families getting up and going for a morning ru- for a morning run really early on family holidays really annoys the shit out of you because you'd rather die than do that. And so you start to put them down, how crazy they are, how stupid they are for getting up early and exercising on a holiday. But deep down... All you really want to do is get up and exercise. 
That is your ego projecting those beliefs in order to protect you. That is the ego at best. So whether we are self-aware of what, you know, someone projecting something like that is really just our internal struggles and that's how the ego comes in. Because I I always used to be like that. Like I had um, really fit aunties and uncles that would get up and exercise first thing in the morning and I'd be like, eh stuff that, fuck that. I'd rather die than do that. But deep down, I wanted to be a fit person and get up and do that and feel good and start my morning off right. Like who wouldn't? So that was my ego protecting me. Um, Like I remember when I started to get into all of this stuff, like the spirituality and the self-development and meditation and breath work, mind-body connection, all of that stuff, and no one around me was. So it was like, I just wanted to share this stuff with my friends and majority were supportive, even though they weren't like really like, uh, I want to get into that too. They were still supportive, which I was grateful for. But then there were also few that had that ego reaction of that's stupid. Like, how can you think like that? Like you're just being brainwashed. This is all like conspiracy theory stuff, blah, blah, blah. But now those people who actually judged me for getting into it, they came to me maybe six months ago and were like, I want to get into this stuff, like blah, 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 like show me, teach me. And now I know that they do this stuff that I preach daily and they are completely different people for the better. So that was an ego reaction at the start because what I was saying challenged their beliefs. And if you're going to well, maybe you already have, but if you're someone who's going to get down the spirituality or self-development path, your relationship with others will go one of two ways. So one, they are either going to be drawn to you and want to know what you're doing with your life, or they will unconsciously withdraw from you and not want to be around you because you are a threat to what their understanding and beliefs are towards the world and who they identify themselves as people, and that's their ego acting. In my quote at the start of the episode, this refers back to, we see the world not as it is, but as we are or as we have been conditioned to see it. So I'm going to read you some ego stories. This is taken from Dr. Nicole LaPera, I think that's how you say her last name's book. Um, I just thought this would be a little bit easier to share with you guys to help you get a better understanding of what the ego is and how it comes up. Um, Because when I read this, I was like, I've definitely done that. So please bear with me. Um, I'm not very good at reading. Ha, there you go. My ego saying that I'm not good at reading to protect myself from being judged when reading. That's classic, classic example. Okay. This is ego story number one. I've always wanted to be a laid back and stress-free, someone who others would describe as a hippie at heart. In some ways, I am that person. Then there are always the damn dishes. At the mere sight of a pile of used silverware or dirty pots and pans in the sink, I'd basically lose it. I'm talking blind rage. In the past, I sometimes became so reactive that I'd have a tantrum, slamming my hands on the countertop, yelling, stomping my foot. A full-body stress reaction would follow. My vagus nerve would activate my nervous system response, sending fight-flight-freeze messages to my body. Physiologically, I'd react as though a bear had just jumped on me in the woods, thrashing around to save myself from the attack of the dirty dishes. 
Sometimes it would go a different way. I wouldn't throw things or get angry. Instead, I'd become as quiet as a stone and stew, immersing myself in a state of internal agitation that would linger for hours. I'd become avoidant and distant, prompting my partner to crowd me with questions. Are you okay? Yes, I would respond. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm fine. Either way, flight or freeze, the end result would be the same, a fight with my partner. I'm sure many of you are thinking, gosh, that seems like an overreaction to dirty dishes, though some of you may have the same one, I'm sure. The reality is that I could not regulate my emotional state because the dishes touched something deep inside me that I was not yet aware of. It was my subconscious mind communicating with me whether or not I wanted to listen. Meet the ego. It's only now, looking back, that I know that those dishes in the sink communicated a narrative that my partner doesn't consider me. Remember, this is one of my core beliefs about myself. I'm not considered. That came from my childhood. This, my friends, is an ego story. So that's ego story number one. Where is number two? Okay, here's number two. In order to continue to feel valued, safe, and as though we're a good person, we tell ourselves we aren't like them. In reality, at our core, we have exactly the same faults. Let's say you're standing in line to get a coffee. A woman cuts in front of you. You're outraged. This woman is an entitled, ignorant, ignorant jerk. She's self-obsessed and rude. She's a bad person. She's nothing like me. This is an ego story. None of us has the gift to see inside other people's mind. We cannot know what that woman who cut in front of us is thinking, yet we easily conjure up a tale painted almost entirely by our past experiences. Our ego projection is unconsciously reacting and recreating patterns without ever directly interacting with another person. It's pretty interesting. Okay, this is ego number three. Sorry if this is frustrating to listen to. Ego story number three. Your sister says, you look tired. You respond sarcastically. Of course I look tired. I've been working 36 hours a week and raising a child. Must be nice to have tons of free time. Don't worry. Next time I see you, I'll look perfect. What your sister said objectively, you look tired what your ego heard. She's always so rude and condescending. She never acknowledges the hardship I go through and how much I work just to stay afloat. Here, the ego felt a core emotion in brackets unworthiness. That was painful. And ever since you've never learned to process your feelings, the ego came to protect it, project it onto your sister. As we know, the ego prefers to dump painful emotions onto others rather than sit with them. One example of a way to handle the sister's comment in the above example is to acknowledge your hurt, not bury it. You could respond with, ouch, that stung. I think I took that way more personally personally than you intended. As we navigate the ego in a more empowered way, we can actually have difficult conversations without feeling under threat when we are questioned or challenged. The more we practice this awareness, the more our ego softens, the greater our confidence grows, and the more the ego can settle and integrate. 
So there's some ego stories for you. So now I'm going to tell you how to do ego work. Um, but I want to remind you of why doing the ego work is so important. So doing ego work is all about returning to your true self because our whole lives we have been running and living on auto autopilot and function and make choices that we haven't consciously chosen. Unfortunately, we can't actually get rid of our ego, but we can come aware of it. So sometimes it is really hard to be self-aware, um, but how to know if the ego work is for you uh, maybe you're stuck, you're, well, you feel stuck, you're emotionally depleted, you're ready to let go of black and white thinking, you find connecting with other people difficult or like something is missing in your life, life doesn't feel joy, you're reactive, you always need to be right, you always turn to judgment of others, you always have a, des- a desire to defend, condemn and win. So I feel like majority can relate to that. Um, And an example that I used on my uh, Instagram the other day, it was about journaling. So it's like, let's say you want to start journaling and your ego says, this is a waste of time. You have so many more other important things to do instead. And by your ego saying that to you, this is a way to save you from the fear of failure or the fear of what you might uncover when you journal. So that is an ego reaction. So again, how do you do the ego work? So it's obviously not an easy process. All of this healing stuff and becoming conscious and self-development, like it's not easy. Like it is hard, but it is better. Like me and my friend were having this conversation the other day, Britt, I know you won't mind, but we were, I don't know, something came up and we were like, we don't know if we, because obviously like this stuff is hard and becoming conscious and stuff like that and challenging your beliefs and, you know, your conditioned responses and beliefs and whatever. We were like, we don't know if we would rather be those people that are oblivious to everything or the people that literally challenge every single idea and belief that they have because obviously we love challenging everything. I feel like what's that? We're like neurodivergent people. We have neurodivergent minds. Is that what it's fucking called? Like literally challenge every single thing. And yeah, that's what I like. That's why it is hard because you've realized that everything that you have grown up realizing is not, it doesn't align with you. Like they aren't actually your beliefs. But because our ego, well, it's hard because it doesn't like change. And if you're going to do EO work, I just want you to allow it anything to come up, but don't judge yourself. Like there's no need to judge yourself at all. And so ego work is this massive shift in consciousness. And obviously this shift isn't going to happen overnight. I've been doing this stuff for like maybe two years now and I still got so much work to go. And you're never going to get to the finish line and go, I am healed. It's not you're never going to be healed, unfortunately, but you, like 
there's a difference between being stuck in your ego and being aware of it. So no one's ever going to be fully healed because there's always going to be stuff that we need to work on as people, but do the work because you are going to be a better person for it. Obviously, this shift isn't going to happen overnight and consciousness is shifted through repetition. And it's a new opportunity to choose going forward. So you, you just have to constantly work at this stuff. Like I said, like I've been doing it for ages. Like people who have been doing it their whole life, they're, they're, they're still doing it. Like it, it's a way of life. So the end goal is to become aware instead of letting our ego react to the world and let it soften. So I, this is an example of me recently. I don't know if anyone knows the Cool To Be Conscious boys, but I love them and everything that they stand for. And they have a podcast and they were talking about like honesty is the best policy or whatever. And they live in their vans and they're the most simple people. And, you know, they don't follow society's norms or whatever. And I just love that they do that. And then they started talking about relationships because my thing at the moment, obviously, and with this episode is I'm really trying to um, challenge my ego. And they started talking about relationships and, you know, obviously like we've all grown up being taught and believe that a relationship is two people and two people only. And then one of them started talking about how they're like open to an open relationship and automatically, obviously, because it it triggered and questioned my beliefs towards a relationship, that a relationship is two people and two people only, automatically I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's not for me. I could never do that, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like on on reflection, that was an ego response. So is that my preconditioned belief or is that my actual belief of what a relationship is and should be? I don't know. (laughs) It's just... It's hard. It's confronting and it's weird, but I that that's what I mean by like becoming self-aware is key and I was self-aware not necessarily in that moment, but on upon reflection I was like I acted with my ego in that moment in order to protect myself. But yeah, did you react that way? Like did you have those thoughts when I started talking about an open relationship? Like that is an ego response. But yeah, let it soften. The end goal is to become aware. And after this whole podcast, I want you to ask yourself, um, has anything come up for you? Like, has anything triggered you? Has anything given you an emotional reaction? Maybe I have posted something in the past or said something in the the past that's um, given you or triggered an emotional reaction for you. Just like become aware of it. And I want you to notice how you speak to yourself. So do you talk down on yourself all of the time? I feel like a lot of us do this. Um, If you can do this, like start to become aware, you've finished step one, you've witnessed your ego and you've become self-aware. So I want you to practice this daily for weeks. (laughs) And then After a few weeks, or well, you could even do this straight away, name your ego. My ego's name is Miranda. I don't know. It was the first thing that came to mind when 
I started doing this stuff. Um, by naming your ego, you are separating your ego from you. And when you witness your ego come up and go, you can separate like those beliefs and you can be like, up, that was Miranda. She came up. I know it sounds fucking weird, but it, it will help you like not identify yourself with those beliefs that aren't true to you. And once you start to expand your level of consciousness and awareness, you'll start to understand that you are not your ego. Thoughts come and go, but they don't mean anything about who we are as individuals. We are not our thoughts. They are just our ego trying to defend our identity and protect us from pain. I want you to keep track of what comes up for you um, and... Message me. I want to know this stuff. I'm so intrigued about all of this stuff. Like, I love the messages that people are sending me. If anything has helped you, please message me. I would love to know any stories that come up. Like, just, I I am here. Use me. Like, I love talking about this stuff. And this is a safe space for you to, you know, talk about with. Because maybe, like, this is the first thing that you've ever heard of. Like, this whole ego stuff and it's weird. It's challenging. Like it, it questions everything about your identity and you do feel alone when you start to go through all of this stuff, because maybe you're surrounded by the people that if you spoke to them, to them about this, they would have an ego response and go, that's fucking stupid. Like why the fuck would you get into that? But just, I am here if you need anyone to talk to about this stuff. So I'm going to read you the concept of self-truth, which ties in with this whole ego and why it is important to do all of this stuff, which is also taken from um, Dr. Nicola Perra, who is a clinical psychologist, but she goes off as a holistic psychologist. So this is the why. Why you're doing this, why you should, well, why it's important to do this, because at the end of the day, you don't have to if you don't want to. But as you build up attentional controls and practice self-witnessing, you will be forced to start looking more objectively at your behaviors. Self-witnessing is not enough on its own. You also need to be honest about what you are observing. You will benefit from being open and honest about the shadow self that exists within you, within all of us, and come face-to-face with self-truth. Our shadow self consists of all of the unsavory parts of ourselves about our relationships, our past, our parent figures, and what we are ashamed of and try to deny. Our ego spends a lot of time fighting battles to obscure our ability to see this shadow. As you learn how to question your ego, some of these parts of yourself will become apparent, often though through your judgments of your of and projections onto others. The more you become separate from your ego, the greater your ability to see things from a distance will be. Our projections or our internal emotions that we externalize onto others and messages from our shadow self. Take notice of the voice of criticism or judgment the next time it crops up, as inevitably it will. What it is, what? Is it telling you about yourself? One of my early introductions to seeing my ego stories came when I started questioning my knee-jerk annoyance with people who posted videos of themselves dancing on Instagram. It made me angry. 
My mind made up so many stories about their self-obsession, their need for the spotlight, on and on and on. The reality was that I have trouble letting myself go in front of other people and have refused to dance in public since I was a little girl. I was jealous of the freedom and joy I saw in those posts. When our ego is in the driver's seat, our mind does some pretty remarkable gymnastics to repress or avoid or dismiss or put down. Once you allow what exists, you can view yourself more objectively, more honestly, and ultimately more consciously. Bang. So yeah, the end goal is to become conscious and aware and I hope that was a good example and I hope the examples that I have used like help you understand it. Um, Another really good one, I remember speaking to this person and they were saying that, you know, there's this one girl that they – that really – annoys them she's really loud and she's outgoing and she's this and that and they just really piss her off and we came to the conclusion that deep down she wanted to be that girl and she wanted to be loud and outgoing and live in her true self but because she was projecting hate and judgment because that was her ego speaking to protect her because deep down she wanted that so yeah It's interesting shit, but (laughs) that is enough from me today. Um, And, yeah, I hope this was better to listen to. Sorry about my reading, my little stumbles, and me pronouncing words. I hope you have a good rest of the day wherever you are. And remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. 